Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars Podcast, where we talk everything motorsports marketing related, the ins and the outs, the do's and the don'ts, the turning lefts, going straights, the rumors and the gossips. We are here to entertain you in the world of motorsports. So Cameron Frey and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for rating, review, subscribe, telling 10 of your closest friends, and let's get into this week's episode. What's up, West Coast Cam? Well, hello there, Don. Pleasure to make your acquaintance on a Wednesday night. How are you doing this fine evening? May the fourth be with you. Hey, oh, may the four wide be with me. Exactly. Good segue. <laughs> What's going on? <sighs> Not much, man. Just hanging out. You know, how was your weekend? Did you do anything cool this weekend? Not really, but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> All right, folks, thanks for turning into this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars Podcast. And yes, we are back this week. We took a little bit of a hiatus, and we are going to fire off with this week's special guest. Unbelievable that we were able to get this guy to come on the show this week. Uh, really looking forward to it. I've been stoked all week long as we've laid down the groundwork and went through a lot of logistics and calendar crunching and so forth to be able to get the individual to be on the show really looking forward to uh picking his brain if you will but uh with that i'm gonna we're gonna jump right in because it's gonna be a short episode but we're gonna jump right in i'm gonna get the caller the guest on the line caller are you there uh yes hello How's it going? Don, Welcome is that to, you? That is. Welcome to the show, Cameron Foray, top fuel driver, runner up this past weekend at the Circle K NHRA four wide nationals driver for the Peyton Racing top fuel team. Cam, how's it going? Good, man. I, I you know, I'm super psyched to be on Racers and Rental Cars, longtime listener, first time caller. You know, this is uh this is this is gonna kind of be the highlight of my whole my whole week to be honest is is being on this show it's it's a it's such an awesome show i mean you know five star rated on on itunes and stuff i mean it's just it's it's an honor it's an honor to uh to grace my presence on on this show so yeah happy well, to be i appreciate here. camp i appreciate <laughs> you taking time out of your busy schedule to uh <laughs> to come on the show and if there is not a person out there right now that's not laughing i, I you need to you need to get therapy that's all i can say you just need to get some therapy man cam it, it's wednesday and i'm gonna tell you dude uh you had me glued all weekend to nhra.tv all weekend i was glued I, still was high just, on life buddy there, I, I'm telling you, there was something about the fact, you know, and we've, and I know it doesn't get talked about enough, right? And of course, they did that, you know, they mentioned it a couple of times, media wise, you know, you're the under, you were the underdog, right? You made it through first round and, and you were, you were labeled the underdog, you and in, in the Peyton team. And then you got through the second round and the, and it was like the underdog title, that cliche, if you will just continue to pick up some speed uh, and a lot of weight, if you will, as the, as the broadcast went on, as the weekend went on, as Sunday progressed. And, and truly the four wide, it, it might, it sh should probably really be classified as like an underdog driven event because yeah. I, I mean, you've got you, two people are going to win every round. And you only have to beat two other people. And, and dude, you needed a dial-in board from, from K&R. And, and Peyton, you guys should have just wrote 3-8-something, whatever you were going to hold for the weekend. <laughs> I mean, solid weekend for you. Oh, dude. I mean, just a, beyond solid for one, but... Yeah, the car ran phenomenal. It was literally a bracket car. Stewie had the thing freaking tuned up. And what was funny is a lot of people don't know that this was pretty much, I mean, yeah, they tried to run Gainesville, but it rained out. So they only got like one burnout and there was a malfunction that, so they didn't even go down the track. So out of the box, 
first run, it goes 389 with a six disc clutch. Never ran it before ever. So, um, yeah. And then it was just boom, boom, boom. Eighties after that. And I mean, yeah, we went, we went in the nineties too, but that was because it pitched the belt off twice. But aside from that, man, the thing was, like you said, a, a freaking bracket car and it was awesome to make I do. I made six laps in a weekend. That's, <laughs> that's, that's unheard of for me. So, which is really well, cool. I mean, yeah, three qualifying runs and three rounds of racing. I mean, that's, that's, uh, something that I'm not used to. So it was really cool. Um, super grateful to, uh, Todd, Tony, and Barry, the owners of Peyton Racing, and you know the whole crew, like you know Yvonne, Yvonne, Mark, Jordan, Daryl, Chuck, they all did an outstanding job. There was so many things that behind the scenes that people didn't really see. I mean, they kind of talked about it a little bit on the the broadcast, but we did have to change some a um, couple motors, and you know not because they blew up, but because we pulled a head stud out of one of them, pulled a main stud out of the other. So they literally they were joking. They serviced the car like. 18 times and we only made six runs because <laughs> it was true because they literally each time they had it like literally done and finished. And then all of a sudden, ah, shit, it, you know, pulled a stud out and you can't run it like that. Right. So, um, yeah, everyone, everyone just clicked. That's what's so crazy about, you know, I did an interview with loans on his insider podcast yesterday and that's what kind of what we were talking about. It's like everybody kind of was joking about, man, every time you get in the Peyton cards, there's just like aura and this magic that happens and you guys do so good. You go rounds and this and that. And, and it's true. Like we just have a really good time. We all gel really well together and it's something somewhat magical. And if we do hopefully ever get some decent funding, dude, I, I have a feeling like we would literally be a force to be reckoned with, with, with Stewie tuning in the car and the crew that we have, and yeah, it's there, there's definitely something there that like, we're really, really trying to water as best as we can. And hopefully it's, it's going to blossom here pretty quick. A lot of people keep saying it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I just really hope I hate to be like this, but hopefully somebody puts their money where their mouth is and allows us to go out and show the world what we can do, what we know we can do. And that's what was so funny. Like I, in my, my press release, I kind of said, you know, Hey, we got some unfinished business and you know, we wanted to show everybody what we can do on the track instead of in the boardroom and try to use this race as our sales pitch. And man, boy, did I sure back up what I had to say, which was pretty badass. Well, <laughs> well and, and, you know, to go with that, if you, you know, and, and, and first off, you know, listeners, if, if you're, if you're like, oh man, they're going to talk about cam for the show. You're absolutely right. We are. Uh, I, because at the same point of, we talk about marketing and motorsports and social media and everything that goes along with it, to have partnership deals and to be able to, to fund a ride, to go race it, regardless of what level it is or sanctioning body or association that you're a part of, there's, there is the, the deep downside, right? The low of the roller coaster ride that is low when you're searching to try to figure out how to get back in the car and you're on the sidelines and you don't have funding, you don't have a major deal and you are literally putting bubble gum to bubble gum to try to make things stick. And when you get an opportunity and then you capitalize on it, it has to be talked about. And, and, you know, we talked about it, you know, in social media that a, small teams don't have PR, right? They don't have PR media people. And because they, they take every dime and penny that they have and they put it into the to the parts that go along with it and the people to be able to function and the expenses to get to and from. And now we've got a situation where our own camera foray was on the sidelines and didn't know if he was going to race this year. And now here it is all of a sudden he goes to the finals, he runner ups. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about it because he could have easily thrown in the towel a few weeks ago, a couple months ago and say, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to go be a teacher and ride off into the sunset. And here he is riding the wave of the high of getting to the final round and, and being a runner up at an NHRA top fuel event. And this year has been about underdogs. When you start thinking about trip Tatum's and Doug Foley's and, and Cameron Ferrays, and I hope that it's a, it's a, 
a, a sign of the way the times are getting ready to go. I hope that it, there is somebody out there that's paying attention to, to give you and Todd a chance to do this. And there is something about Peyton's operation collectively that you guys have no problem in that 80 range, that 80, 90 range. Doesn't matter what the track temp is, whether it's Vegas and it's hot or it's Charlotte and it's iffy. I mean, you guys just, you know, you're talking about Stewie. You guys just have a combination. You got this sweet spot in there, 80s to 90s, and you're right down Broadway. Yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. And I hope it, it does blossom. And, you know, we were, we were trying to run a 70 because we had a feeling that it was a lot of really stout cars there. And we were worried about qualifying, to be honest. And we were really trying to run a 78 is what we, as our goal, we were like, we were trying, Stewie was trying to run 78 all weekend. And uh, we had some fuel system issues that uh, he's kind of working through or whatever, but, and then also it being the first weekend on the, on the clutch, but uh, the six disc clutch showed a lot of promise because it, it showed, you know, I had my best mile per hour that I've ever had. I went 320 and change. And so, I mean, it's, it's back half and for sure, it's just a matter of getting the middle of the track is where we're, where we're struggling a little bit. Um, so once we get that dialed in, I mean, if we can consistently go a high 70 to a low 80, I have a feeling we got a, we got a combination that's, that's, uh, you know, gonna not really be unstoppable, but definitely one of those combinations that will be there for the taking when, when somebody, you know, paces the tires or, you know, misses it, drops a hole or whatever. I mean, you got to be in it to win it. And that's, that's our biggest thing is to got to be there for the taking. And if you go up and down the track every time, it's going to, it's kind of hard to beat. So, well, well, you definitely don't want to give it away, right? That's, no. you know, when you stay, when you stage up the car, you want to make sure that you can go A to B and you don't give away, a, you know, an opportunity, you know, that the cliche is, is to always win the winnable rounds, right? But at the same time, you've got to be in a position to win a round when someone stumbles. And th these are mechanical beasts. They're going to stumble. And, and nine times out of ten, it's not the crew chief that causes them to stumble. They're mechanical beasts, and they stumble. You don't want to let the opportunity pass you by and not be competitive when, when they stumble. Yeah, no, that's, that's the thing. And, and, uh, I think we have something, something there. And like I said, we, we Joe, I, I work great, great with the crew and, you know, Todd and I work really well together, obviously. And I mean, hell, we worked together for 11 years and, you know, it, it's just one of those things. It's, we're just in the infancy stage, but I see that glimmer of hope and, and it gets me really excited because, you know, you go from, shit am i even gonna race like you said am i even gonna race this year to this and it's like you go from like man am i like i'm just kind of over this i'm just gonna go race with my kids and with my wife and you know super comp every now and again and then it's like you get the opportunity and thank you to all my associate partners that kind of banded together to to make this happen and then you go out and do that and you're like well okay now we are officially back in the game and Yes, we are not stopping. And the good Lord told me to not stop. So I'm doing this for a reason. And that's the thing. I, I feel like there's a direction here. And sometimes you get lost in your direction and you, you question yourself all the time. Like, man, am I, am I doing the right thing? You know, Don and I off air talk about this all the time. Like, when am I going to know when this isn't right? And <laughs> clearly, it's not the right time to walk away. So, and you know, that's because, you know, I believe what you want, but you know, I believe in a higher power that's telling me to continue. So, um, and I'm super grateful for that. And, you know, cause sometimes you, you wonder if, if not to get super religious on people, but like, if that's the path that God wants to take you and obviously he's telling me to hang around for a little while. So we're going to, we're going to give that a bloody go and, and see what happens. So. But yeah, it was, dude, it was, it was phenomenal. And what was really cool. My wife was there. Uh, she, at the last minute, she actually wasn't going to go. She was going to cancel her flight. And I, the reason being my daughter, she gets ear infections really bad and she got an ear infection. She didn't sleep like 
for three days prior to us leaving. And we didn't want to leave our kids with my mom and having a sick baby and not sleeping and this and that. And I said, Angie, I just have this feeling. I said, I, I need you there. I, I need you to go. I don't know why, but I need you. And she went and, you know, my, my parents are super cool. And I, I thank you, thank them so much for watching our kids and giving us a nice little weekend with no kids and to have a, a, a date weekend, I guess. And uh, yeah, so it was great to have her there and, and the support. And she was so psyched and it was cool to, to see the, the smile on her face because she, she puts up with me during the week when nobody sees it and I'm ready to just like jump off a bridge and she backs me down and, and keeps me calm. And so it was really cool to, to have her there and, and all that. So yeah, it was awesome. Well, you know, and you had a lot going for you as well. I mean, one, first off, all the partners that you got put together there, there that was that was a unique can, can you know, let's call it conglomeration Concoction. of partner. Yeah. yeah, right. And then you put them all together. The car looked good, right? Yep. And and so, you know, you you're doing all the right things. You you had the mentions NHRA on Fox gave you some attention. But dude, one of the things that I think got kind of overshadowed through throughout there was dude, you were no slouch on on your part in the car for the weekend. You you were fairly solid, consistent. That had to make life easier for Stewie and Todd for those guys to to put the car together and send it up there. I mean, you dude, it it was a great weekend for you. I mean, no, I was consistent on the tree and I feel like, I mean, I was consistently seventies in eliminations. I would think I was anywhere from 68 to 72 and just doing the same thing every time. And I I'm feeling very, very comfortable in the car, which sounds really weird, but a lot of people say like, Oh, it takes a hundred passes in a, in a top fuel car to actually feel comfortable. But, and I'm, I'm over that, but just barely. And it's, it's something that is kind of true. Like I, I'm not nervous, you know, I don't have like the knee, the knee shake or any of that. Like I just go in there and I like, I'm focusing on driving and I'm not focusing on like, Oh, well, what if this, what if that, like, I'm just, I have the attitude. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to do it. And if it shakes, I'm going to do this. If it goes, I'm going to do this. If you know, like I already have it kind of played out in my head. So it allows you to be a better driver and to focus on things that you want to do, like trying to cut a light and stuff like that. And I feel like I can, I can pick it up a little bit more too. And to try to be a little more competitive, you know, my goal is to be, is to be consistent, low sixties and high fifties. If I can do that, I feel like I, you know, and we run a low 80 or a high 70, like we're in. So, um, you know, I'll just work on that as a driver and that'll just come with more laps and things that we can do. Like once we know that, okay, it's going to be me in the car for X amount of races. Like we can do a few things to the car too that will allow it to be a little bit better for me as a driver, you know, because the Peyton's are, we're trying to make up for some of the the money that we lost as far as sponsorship too. So they, they are licensing people still, and you know, they're renting it out to a couple other people um, to kind of make up for that, which is perfectly fine. And, and I'm totally okay with that. And so, but once we, if, once we lock down, say if it was okay, we're going to do eight races or whatever it is, like we can go in and say, okay, this is my car for these eight races and no one else is touching it. And we're going to do this, this, and this, make it more comfortable for me. And the, the comfort level, once that's set, it allows you to be a better driver. So we'll see. Well, and I mean, and when you got somebody like Spencer Massey going out there throwing bullseyes. Yeah. I mean, in the weekend, good Lord. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, so let's talk a little bit about the fact of, you being able to get the deal put together, right? Cause like three, three weeks ago, but what is that? What would that be? I think that's right. A week before Houston, two weeks before Houston. So I guess it's four weeks ago. You didn't know if you were going anywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And that I, was, I, that I was mean, the thing. And like, even Todd, like he called me and he's like, Hey, we have this little opportunity you know, do you want to do it or you think you can? And I was like, yes. Do I know how? Do I have the money right now? No, but yes. And I just, 
worked my ass off and, you know, put, put some stuff together and talked to some people and it, uh, it was really cool. And we brought a new brand to NHRA with skinny fix and their supplements and, um, their performance herbs is the parent company. And, you know, skinny fix is one of their, their, uh, supplement brands and they wanted to put that on the car and it, I mean, it couldn't have gone any better and they were super happy and grateful. And so that was really, really cool. And then, you know, with JBS equipment that has been with me for years and years and years, they really, really, Justin really, really believes in me and wants to see me succeed and will do whatever he can to kind of help give us that little extra push if we need it in order to get to the track and super grateful for that. So yeah, between that and fast Eddie Speedwear and, you know, a couple others that we had market equipment repair, my dad's company, Brico industries. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. The three FP, uh, with Trenser, the sensors company, that's, uh, that's something that we're, we're blossoming and, and nurturing as well. So we'll see what happens, but yeah, well, I didn't know. I didn't know I was going until literally like the last minute. And it's really, it's also really hard to race like that too, versus like just knowing that you're going to be there. You know what I mean? Like, so, but like I said, I, I do give Haddock a, uh, a shout out as well too. Cause I appreciate him keeping me in the car in Vegas and Houston. And it, you know, the more laps you have, the better you feel. Right. So it was cool that I didn't go into Q1 being like, Oh shit, I haven't been in a car since November. Well, I, that last Saturday, a week before that I was in a car. So it, it worked out great and it was awesome. And I appreciate him for keeping me out there as well. And yeah, I, I just, I'm so happy and I'm so grateful for, the opportunities and the people that are willing to help or like offer you congratulations and things like that. And it's like, you look back and you're like, man, like I'm a nobody when it comes to like drag racing, like royalty or whatever you want to call it. Like, I'm just a, like I said, in one of my interviews, I'm just a honey to beach kid, like literally living the dream. And that's such a cliche statement, but it's true, dude. Like I never in my wildest dreams really thought that like, I would be doing this like for real, like, Oh yeah, I'm going to be a race car driver, you know, when you're a kid, but I can honestly tell you that I remember sitting on my parents' couch, watching an IHRA race, Todd Payton in the final. And I didn't even know this was before race pack. And I'm like, what is that guy doing? How the F is he doing that? And here I am driving their car now. Like it's, it's just crazy to me. Like, and I love it. And, it's amazing that we ended up becoming such good friends and we're like family. It's, it's super cool. Well, I know for sure that you can see the genuine happiness in Todd's face during one of the interviews on the starting line, that quick little 10 second deal. You, you could see the sincere happiness in his face. And that was, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, I have some value. I have some investment in YouTube and in your guys' success from the business side, but also from the friendship side. And it was great to see his face. Uh, and obviously it was great to see Jamie interviewing you and the look on your face. There was a couple of different reactions. So I, as, as a whole dude, I've, couldn't be more proud of you uh, and Todd for you guys partnering together, sticking it out, knowing that both of you easily could have both been on the sidelines for the entire year. And here it is that you, you were able to go to the finals at the four wides at Z max. And well, that's, mean, what's crazy too. It's like, I am so grateful to Todd and, and his family for even like, you know, sure. We, you know, here's this, kid that's a nobody loses the oh yeah we have this big sponsor for 10 races blah 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 everything's bitching and then it's not like he very well very well could have said all right cameron piss off like later and never talk to me again because oh i i screwed him or whatever but he believes in me and he he had he told me he's like dude i've like the last three races of last year he's like i've never had so much fun at the races he's like i loved it and i want to keep doing it and then we come to Charlotte and we did what we did. So, I mean, it just goes to show you when you're, when you're, you believe in your product, it's a lot easier to sell. And I've, I've never believed in something more than I do right now. And as far as racing and 
yeah, I'm excited to see, to see where it goes. So, but yeah, there was, well, it, it was just a lot, a lot of fun. Like there was, the, I told Don off air, I like even stupid shit. Like I, I, Angie, we went through the freaking drive through and like we pull into the track and I parked the rental car in front of the rig in the pit and it's kind of loud at the races. Uh, the keys, like it was one of those key fob things, push button was in the lounge of the truck. 10 hours later, we go back to the car to go to dinner. It was still running. So it ran for 10 hours and uh, yeah, burned a quarter tank of gas and the hood was on fire and the AC was like on max all day long. All day long. So, I mean, it was just, we were just having a good time, man. And, and it obviously showed. So, well, that's good. I, I'm, I was just looking I for racers and rental yeah. cars content, Don. That's all it was. It, it, is that what it was? Well, no matter what it was, it's great that you had an awesome weekend. Like I said, once again, very proud of you, you Thank and you. the whole organization, the whole team. And it's just, it's just a, glimmer a slice of what the potential is for you guys to be together uh, you know again i think being of course we all want to win right but at the same time at the end of the day you'd like to be a competitive thorn on a weekly basis be in the conversation be be in the other lane and someone go okay we can't take them lightly uh and it's you know you're not just a filler if you will Right. I don't want to be a starting park or a, or a, a, yep. a field filler. And I don't feel like I am right now. And that's, what's really cool. You know, I, you, you go from, like I said, I don't want to be a broken record, but you go from not knowing you're going to be there to literally doing what we did is, is pretty, pretty phenomenal. So, yeah. All right. So do we know, do we know when the next race is that you and the Peyton group are going to be back together? Uh, the Peytons have the car rented out for Richmond, which is the next race, Virginia. Uh, Ike is the, the guy Ike that uh, drove it in Gainesville and it rained and all that. He didn't really kind of get a fair shot. So um, he's going to drive it. He used to own a top fuel team and he just wants to keep his license current and that type of thing. So He's going to drive it in Richmond. And then the plan and the goal right now is we're going to try to run Bristol, I believe. And uh, yeah, after Bristol, I mean, if I could maybe do, I, you know, Todd and I, I actually, we're having a celebratory dinner on Friday. So we're going to talk about a lot, a lot of this on Friday, but um, after Bristol, I mean, if we could fill in, I mean, I don't think we're going to do the Western swing unless we, unless somebody, gives us a a truckload of money or something like that to go do that. I mean, we Todd told me at the beginning of the year and he told me this weekend and if we got money to do them all, we'll do them all. And he's like, I want you in the car. You're my guy when we can't, you know? And so it's just a matter of that. So we're working on Bristol right now. And then after that, we're an open book. I'm working on some sponsorship stuff that I've kind of been nurturing for a little bit here. And in hopes that I could, if I could do like another five or four after Bristol, that would be killer. I for sure want to try to figure out how to run uh, like maybe Dallas, Vegas, Pomona at the end of the year, but then maybe pepper, if I could pepper in say Brainerd Indy, maybe just because Indy's Indy and I feel that we could qualify uh that would be awesome and then work on 23 and then hopefully by then <clears throat> something will blossom into something huge for 23 is my personal goal that's but we'll see Whoop! as i just knocked my right. can under my desk what about All you don right. what the hell you been doing lounging by no, the pool I'm at- yeah nope all i'm worried about is watching my buddy cam that's it Shoot. so we're good Shoot. Well, hey, so so look, so now that that we've gotten through the the guest spot, let's get back to the show. Uh, thanks for thanks for taking time out of your business to join us. Thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure having me. Uh, uh, yeah, I just uh, want to thank everybody. Just you know, hopefully, I can call in again. This has just been a phenomenal opportunity, and I I hope to speak with you gentlemen again. 
Thank you very much. All right. Thanks for coming on. All right. Moving right along. <laughs> so let's talk about how easy it was for some of the drivers in the classes at the four wide to consistently make solid laps with no issues. And then let's talk about what in the world happened during the pro mod final. Were you privy to that because it was after you? I'll tell you, I was at the top. I was at the top end and there was a lot of choice words that were flying between four said pro mod drivers. And I'm, and all I heard with Jamie and Joe Costello were like, they were like getting radioed. It was a hell of a, it was very in, interesting. They kept saying that or like dramatic. And uh, Joe even came over. He's like, yeah, we're going to have to like figure out how to explain this. Cause yeah, somebody like rolled in, the lights came off. Somebody else w- rolled in when like stage with their back tires or something like there was all kinds yeah, of shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, not that far, but you know what I mean? Like, there was all kinds of crap going on. So, um, yeah, there was there was a lot of discussion, to say the least, down at the top end. Um, no tackles or punches were thrown or anything like that, but <clears throat> there was some choice words going on. But, yeah. Well, we, so, and the, the, and I, and not, I don't want to call it the theme, right? But we had some consistency in some timing system issues right? Some flaws, if you will. There were some issues. Was that in funny car? I think there was an issue in funny car in one of the rounds on eliminations day. Well, I'll tell you, we had a, we had an issue in my first round, like something blew through the beams and they, they didn't say, they didn't say who won. I honestly didn't know that I won because it's, there's four of them. You you can't tell. Like I knew like me and Justin were like, further down like out front per se because we both hit the shoots kind of like relatively at the same time and like we got to the turn off at the same time but i didn't know i mean you can't see nothing in those cars and right so i'm like hey i asked one of the nhra guys i'm like hey like do you know who won and like he's like oh no you didn't win i'm like oh man that's weird but okay because i couldn't see the wind light because no wind light came on and and then this other guy comes up to me he's like I'm like, do you know who won? Like, just or what it ran? Because like I knew it ran good. And he's like, You won. I'm like, Are you sure? He's like, Yeah. I'm like, all right. I didn't believe him. I felt bad. And I'm like trying to find it. I'm like, does anybody have a damn time slip? Like, geez. But yeah, so there was a lot of stuff like that. Well, you we actually those that were watching on NHRA TV. There's actually a shot. There was a camera angle of you standing in the car. You just stood up yeah. and your hands were out. Yeah, I didn't your know. Your hands were out to the yeah. side. You were like, you were standing there going, your helmet was on and everything. I could still see your chin strap <laughs> flapping around. Uh, but no. So there was, I think they're going to have to go back and we're going to have to rework some timing, some timing system issues because what happened in the pro mod final which the starter can't do anything. And that's that's something else that I'm sure NHRA is going to address. But for those that don't know, and, and if you are a drag racer and you haven't ever thought about it, if somebody rolled, Stan Shelton rolled the beams before the system was set. So the system had no idea that there was actually cars on the starting line yet. So when he went to back up, that is when everybody else was going in and it caught it. Cause typically on a two deal, if there's a pair of cars and somebody rolls the beams after setting the pre-stage bulb, it's no big deal. The starter just flips the switch automatically red lights it. And the other guy goes, it's not that big of a deal, but with four cars, and not being able to see across there, it was a significant issue. And all I can say is Lyle Barnett and Chris Thorne, very, very disciplined to sit there and wait and watch their side of the tree and not flinch. 
and not go off when the car beside them leaves because both of them had a car beside them that left the starting line with no tree. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, props to Lyle and Chris Thorne. I mean, heck, props to Chris Thorne. He's on fire. He's two for two now with Gainesville and in Charlotte. But Lyle Barnett, only turbo car. Props to him, too, and the modern guys, Justin Elks, everybody at Elite. But that whole deal, and to watch it, and I'm sitting there going, and the camera angle is bad because you cannot see the trees. So if you're a fan at home watching, you could not see right. It's taking forever. And you're like, but nobody's spooling up. Lyle is not against the turbos. Nobody is bumping in. And it just, so it was very confusing. I'm sure that they'll go back and try to go through the programming and figure that out and, and try to take care of some of the timing issues that obviously the four wide unique it's very unique. I mean, who would have ever thought when they wrote the programming, they were, we're going to run four cars instead of two, but nonetheless. Um, so I do need to ask because this is my next topic for us on the show. How was the attendance? And I say that because I read a post today and it got me really steamy and angry and I just want to know if I'm going to go off in the right direction beforehand. So tell me, how was the crowd for the weekend? The weather was great. Weather, Beautiful actually, weather in Charlotte. Yeah, weather turned out great. It was supposed to be rainy and ugly, but ended up missing the track or whatever the hell. But yeah, so that that's actually why we ran. I literally got to the track like 20 minutes before first round of qualifying by the way. <laughs> yeah. And it's the only flight I could get, man. I, I don't want to do that again. Anyway. Uh, so the qualifying on Friday, there was, it's Friday qualifying. I, the attendance always sucks on a Friday, if you ask me. And then you have these huge ass stands. So it just doesn't, it doesn't show very well. One thing I do have to give, but I got to get it out. I want to give NHRA some props with their fire flamethrowers. Hell yeah. They got fire. Dude, those things are warm. (laughs) I could feel, I could feel it in the car when I did the burnout. I'm like, damn. Oh really? Yeah. And, uh, but it's cool. Like I got to hand it to them. They tried something. You know, I know maybe I think Charlotte probably owns those things because they've done it there before or whatever, but dude, rent them suckers and put them in the trailer and take them to every track. But the Q1 was early and Q2 was, I want to say it was at like 7 8 o'clock. So, but nobody's going to come after work. Like it's just not a, a good yeah. thing. And, yeah. and then there's four qualifiers for the four wide. So people are like, why am I going to go on a Friday? I'll just go Saturday. Cause I'll still see two sessions two or whatever. Yeah. So, I'll tell you Friday, eh, it was okay. Okay. But it wasn't, it, it definitely was yeah. light, but there was okay. people there. There was people there, but it was definitely light. Saturday, right. there was a shitload of people there, but it just doesn't show well when the stands are so giant. It's like Charlotte or uh, uh, Joliet used to be. That's like, it was one of those badass tracks, like stadium seating, but you can't fill the place. Yeah. So it's like, eh, all right, you know, so it's, it's a tough, it's a tough one, but they're like, Angie wanted to go get some ice cream on Saturday and it was like, like in between the two pro sessions. So I walked her over there and like, we, we couldn't even drive the golf cart. There was just freaking people everywhere. And the lines for all the concessions were literally like wrapped around you. Like you couldn't walk like up in that, like upper deck area. Yep. And so, I mean, there was a ton of people there, but like in the, like in the stands, it was like, I don't know. It's just, they weren't completely full. They were like up at, I want to say like half track or wherever the end or whatever, it started to kind of fade out. Um, but it doesn't really look like that because they're smart and they paint the seats different colors. So it looks like there's fans in the seats. 
Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, which I love that. I, I think that's so bitching. Uh, but I mean, so there was people, I'd be curious to know what the actual attendance was, but eh, it wasn't sold out. I'll tell you that. Houston was sold out. Sunday, Sunday on NHRE.TV looked looked pretty good as far as the stand. The camera angles, you know, you could see that there were people there. Um, no, there was a uh, there was a social media post today about the sport of drag racing dying. And you know, it's it's coattail riding, if you will, on the fact that we've had some drag strips close and be sold. And I hate the fact that people go and say drag races, drag racing is dying. And the first point of reference is they go to NHRA. And when you, I was in Gainesville, drag, definitely drag racing is not dying. NHRA drag racing is not dying. There's no form of drag racing that's dying, whether it's radial racing, regional racing, class racing, index racing, grudge racing. There's just nothing. There is nothing. I mean, heck, they had a drag race in Memphis for $80,000 for a grudge race. That, I'm sorry, a NHRA, uh, forget that. Scratch that. Let me back up. The winningest top sportsman driver in NHRA history won Jeffrey Barker driving a grudge car. Their drag racing is not dying. And I am sorry, this may be the soapbox stance. If you post nonsense on social media about a sport dying, you're part of the problem. You're not part of the solution. Please move on, go get some Cheerios, sit in your mom's basement and be quiet. I I'm just, I think you're just doing fodder at that point. I think you're trying to get attention by posting nonsense like that. You're not supporting the sport. Uh, drag racing is not dying. It it's not, is it, could there be certain parts of the country where it's struggling or not as flourishing as it used to be. Well, of course, everything in, in society changes and it moves up and down. That's a given. But the sport of drag racing is not dying. Please stop posting that. And, and if you think that it's funny or that it's valid, okay, well, go get a different job at Walmart or something. Publix is hiring. Just stop. I we don't need you. And 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 again, also. You're a you at one time were a valuable member of the media group. Now I just think you're a nuisance. And <laughs> if you don't think so, you can feel free to reach out to me at hate mail at racers and rental cars.com and we can have a conversation. But you're not what we're looking for in our sport, you're exactly the opposite of what we're looking for. So, uh, yeah, but no, I just wanted to know what the you know, I actually had family that attended. They had some friends that attended in Charlotte and they, they felt like for the spring race, that's the difference is for the spring race. They felt like the attendance was pretty good. It's comparable over years past. Um, the fall race is always a challenge because of football, always a challenge. College football, NFL football, fall race is always a challenge. But um, again, I mean, it's SMI, it's Bruton Smith, Marcus Smith, his whole team. It's a nice drag strip. Um, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, right. It's a nice facility. It's they, and I got to hand it to them. They, they have like PR people walking around taking photos of like in the staging lanes and stuff. They had their like Z Max uh, mascot. Lug nut. Lug nut. Lug nut. I mean, those little things, they sound, they seem so stupid, but. Fans like that stuff. Like they like interaction. They like being a part of something. They like feeling like they're somebody, you know? So I, I think it's great. Like I, I literally just commented on Leah Pruitt. Um, Leah Pruitt Stewart just posted a photo on Instagram right now of the pyro things we were just talking about. It is like, this yeah. looks like a bomb went off. Right. 
And I just commented, I'm like, kudos to whoever thought of that. Like, bring them to all the events, rent them suckers, because, and throw a couple green laser lights out there. Dude, you're in. Like, it, it's a show. Like, it, you got to show it's, everybody says, oh, it's a show. It's racing. It's, you got to entertain. Well, let's freaking entertain. Right. Well, Harry, let's go. Let's go with this. I also saw a social media post today that got under my skin. People complaining about Jason Logan in and the music and the DJ pit portion of the show for Jason being involved. Lame. Well, what was your what was your take on that? I honestly didn't know that he I, I know that there was music playing, but I didn't know that Jason Logan was in Charlotte. I will tell you that I did know that he was in Houston because I saw him and I said hi to him on the starting line in Houston, but I think they need to bring back the Friday night intro song thing. I thought Hannah Rickards did that with Jason Logan last, uh, yeah. last year, yeah. two years ago. That was rad. It took, it takes a whole eight seconds and it, it helps show who the driver is. It helps show something. I mean, it's a little music. Let's, 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 let's get her done guys. It's, it's easy. Yeah. But yeah, no. The people that are complaining uh, about that kind of crap, they're just they're they're trying. Like, you know, we all want to we all want to cry about a sanctioning body or whatever. But dude, and I'm not saying this just because I'm on my high horse this week because I love drag racing. But dude, you got to try something, man. Like, yeah, no, dude, for sure. Like, I they were. Sure, you don't want it to be WWF, right? Like, you don't want it to be, like, fake. Why? Hold on. Why? I'm not saying I don't want it to be WWF. I'm saying I don't want it to be fake. And But I don't think the things that they're doing are fake. Music. No. Dramatizing things. uh, Doing call-outs. Laser lights. Pyro. Fireworks. All that DJ. Hell, yeah. Do it all at once. Yeah, no, like, that's, we, like I have things that I have ideas. I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago that we could do for driver intros. It would make it way more red and it wouldn't cost so, very much money. All right. So I missed driver intros on Sunday. Did you get to participate? I did. They brought them back. So, okay. I, I didn't know. I, I missed it, but let's go to the music. The people that are complaining, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to bet a dollar. I probably would bet a dollar. I'm going to bet a dollar that most of them are in their mid fifties or older complaining about Jason Logan's music choices. Yeah. And, and, and again, remember it's a sport. That's the best part about the United States of America. We can all agree to disagree, but we all get to enjoy it. How much music is played at a baseball game? Oh, that's right. A lot. Oh my Lord. Hockey game. Any sporting event when they're wiping their towel, the sweat off the hardwood floor, they're playing. Yes. Yes. So I'm, uh, you know, and I know Jason, he, he listens from time to time. So Jason, I was happy, very grateful for your music choices. I'm happy that they did it. Uh, And look, and if you're not happy about it, so be it. Don't knock the people that are enjoying it. And them trying something. I mean, look at the stroller, the toddler deal. I mean, that you saw that, right? The kids walk. Yeah, Natalie actually, and I was. They wanted Blair to do it, and unfortunately, yeah, like for that sure, was, we were going to, but the kids didn't go to Charlotte, and we're gonna. Yeah. Give, um, there's a race that I'm gonna go to. That the kids are gonna go to. They're gonna. We're gonna do something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's cool. That's I just mean, just do something. Stop complaining, Karen. Yeah. Gee whiz. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, man, I'm really happy for you. Uh, the you. week, the, what, what you've had going on. Very happy for you. Racing's picking up. It's that time of year. Um, dude, I'm just, I'm ready to get back behind the wheel. Taking one more, one more weekend off to try to get a little more rehab in and so forth. But man, dude, ride cloud nine very high hold on to it sell it pitch it and uh man i'm excited i'm i'm grateful for the fact that you're uh showing our audience can't give up i mean because we could have easily done that a few weeks ago a couple months ago Quit, never heard of it. her right you never heard of her 
never heard we've of talked her. to her a couple of times she's talked to her. yeah but yeah. i never really she, met her personally yeah all right no. okay well look i'm gonna get out of here i again we told you it was gonna be a short show i wanted it to i personally and professionally wanted to be about cam i want him to be able to tell his sponsors and potential sponsors and for those of you that are out there listening you cannot give up you have to keep going and and just persevere just have some perseverance have some faith and that it'll work out and the signs are there i hate to say this but the signs show you exactly the direction you're supposed to be going when you absolutely positively need an answer on a sign it shows up it showed up last weekend in charlotte north carolina for cam and todd payton and his whole family racing team and uh, i hope and wish the best for you to ride forward into the future into bristol i hope that it comes together in 2022 i mean hey it was cool to look at your point standings today and see that you had a 91 on there that's pretty cool yeah i actually got a couple texts about that that was pretty badass i'm not gonna lie yeah absolutely that's that is cool and so but no cam tell everybody where to follow you take care of you i'm out of here Tell Angie hello, and again, congratulations, my friend. Thank you very much. It was a phenomenal weekend, and I'm super grateful for all the opportunities that I'm given within racing. And, uh, yeah, follow me on the interwebs, Cameron, just Cameron Foray. Look it up. Shoot that Google. Type in that Google, Cameron Foray. Let's check it out. So I can, let, let me see those Google alerts go crazy on my name, okay? Let's do it. So, yeah, thank you guys all very much for all the, the love and support. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you soon. And if you're lucky, you may just see us or listen to us next week. Also, if Don's not too busy, you know, I don't know, boogie boarding or whatever the hell you're doing in Florida. <laughs> so, <laughs> With that being said, I'm out later. Thank you for downloading this episode of Racers and Rental Cars. This episode has been brought to you in part by Streetway Marketing and Media, Voice America for all of your podcasting needs, K&N Air Filters, manscape.com cbdmd motion raceworks and lb trailer sales be sure to use the rirc promo code at any of the listed sponsors we appreciate they appreciate your business and we'll see you next week